The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. What if a radio show got to be around so long you could go back and re-interview previous guests just to see what's going on now in their lives? Well, I guess that's where we are today. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Our guest today is Yvonne Sneeden, and if you haven't listened to the interview we did with her on our show of October 14th, 2013, I would strongly suggest that you listen. That show is posted on our website, of course, and it's one of the best we've done. At the depths of the feeling that her life was over, Yvonne had an NDE that took her to the energy that is heaven and is Jesus, who refilled her with a with the energy of life. And in this interview today, I think she'll be telling us what she's been doing with that energy she received. Yvonne, welcome to NDE Radio. Uh, hello, um, hello. Thank you to, for receiving me today. I'm very pleased to be back here, Lee. Thank you. Oh, it's wonderful to hear your voice. Uh, one of the first things I want to say is your description of your meeting with Jesus recorded on that show of October 14th, 2013, should be must-listening for everyone who has an interest in NDEs. Now, just tell me, how strong is the memory of that NDE for you today? Lee, it is actually as strong as uh, the week after I had my near-death experience. It is such a um, impactful experience that it never goes away. Uh, you relive it uh, whenever you have a, a chance because it's uh, it's so profound. Um, you see, it's uh, like having two realities now: the reality of heaven and the reality here on earth. So um, you can only relive it because it's part of your reality from now on. Yes. Now, one of the uh, big things you're working on right now, I understand, is a documentary film called Back from the Light, which is about what happens to people when they've, after they've had an NDE. So perhaps you could tell us about that. How, how did you dis- decide to get involved in that? And, uh, and where is it, where does it stand right now? Actually, Lee, uh, the, the reason I got involved is, uh, First of all, being myself a near-death experiencer and having been to the other side of heaven and having my life transformed by the experience and and the love I received uh, in uh, that place and the magnificent experience and uh, tremendous uh, tremendous love I I, I experienced and. Um, when I came back here, I also uh, started to to try to reconnect with people that had that experience and uh, to understand how I could live today with such a transformative life experience. I uh, I had friends around, family. I was sharing my story, and and then I connected with Ions, uh, and I realized how important it was to be with IANS and to be able to connect with other people that had experienced the same, uh, the same thing as I did because you see, you come back, you, you want to share your love to the world and, and suddenly you realize that maybe your family or friends or people around you don't, don't, have not had the experience and, 
and, and I realized that there were a few uh, challenges and I thought, well, if I go through them and um, I'm sure other people uh, that have had a near-death experience really have questions or have their life changed or have after effects from that experience. And and in, uh, two years ago, in 2013, actually, when you kindly interviewed me for, with my experience, I met uh, Robert Neil Marshall, and he was um, in my workshop where I was presenting the near-death experience after effects, and he just had a near-death experience three weeks prior to that workshop. He had had a heart attack, and he was trying to connect with uh, with an organization that could help him uh, explain what he had gone through. And when he came to my workshop, this was the after effect, it just gave him so so much insight, and uh, we immediately, immediately connected. And he, he came to me and said, listen, I'm a videographer. Uh, I have been in the movie industry in the film industry, if you ever need anyone uh, to help you for any film or documentary, just let me know. And uh, actually, I had on my heart at that moment that maybe an after effects um, program or any information like that was necessary, that we had heard a lot of uh, information on uh, the near-death experience itself, people kindly and, and gladly, just like me, explaining uh, their beautiful experience or maybe their distressful experience. and uh, But we have not heard so much about how you left after you have had such an experience. How do you live your daily life? How easy or difficult it is for you, for your family, your couple. And um, so Robert Neil Marshall and myself clicked immediately and we felt the, the 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 need to uh, to get uh, something like that um, produced, and um, as it is his own, uh, he's a filmmaker, he's an actor, and it's his world. Uh, he excel in it, so uh, we thought it was a perfect combination. I was in Hawaii for a while. I had known so many beautiful people, just like Yuli. <laughs> And other people uh, in Irons, and uh, I, I could connect us with the right people. So we thought we are, we are just a perfect team, <laughs> and mm-hmm. both of us have a near-death experience. So um, it would be really uh, we would be able maybe to convey that documentary with uh, with accuracy, maybe or more uh, um, on hand lived experience. <laughs> So that's how right. our adventure started. It took a year to start, really started, because um, I think it took that year for um, Robert Neil Marshall and myself to connect on a on, on a human level, but also on our experience, share what we had gone through, and and eventually be ready for the documentary. Hmm. Now, after the interview that we did uh, back in 2013, you uh, you got involved in a local IANS group, didn't you? in uh, the Durham area? Uh, that's right. Uh, actually, as, um, in to- as I had my near death in 2008, and uh, for about five years, I was on my own with the experience and longing to find other people like me. And um, in 2012, uh, I uh, finally found out that there was the IONS group uh, near my home 
two minutes from my home, literally, that was mm. uh, taking place and uh, led by Robert and Susan Mace that are actually, they are actually part of IANS. They are the, uh, Robert is a treasurer and they're very active. They have their own uh, group, how, uh, group, their group leaders as well for the Chapel Hill Triangle area. So uh, I went to, they had just done two meetings right near where I live, which is in Cary, it's about um, 20 miles from Chapel Hill, Durham. So, and they just came there for two or three meetings, almost like to pick me up and then close that meeting. So mm -hmm. uh, I went, it just literally, that's what happened. I feel that they were sent there or something because, mm -hmm. and we connected instantly. The welcome here almost felt like I had a new family uh, that understood my uh, what I had gone through. So um, I attended their, their meetings for a while, and we realized there was a need for uh, a group in Raleigh, which is uh, here in North Carolina. Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina. So uh, yes. we thought it would, be good to, it would be good to have a group here as well and um, that actually uh, meet during the day and uh, um, the maze would be would would have uh, their meeting during the evening in uh, a Duke uh, Duke facility actually. So we it worked out well. So we would give the opportunity to people to come either during the evening for the ones that work and on in the afternoon for uh, the afternoon for people that don't like to drive at night. So so yes, I've been leading that group for about uh, six months now. Yeah. So actually, you're working on. Two projects for people who've come back from the light. You're, you're not only are you doing your documentary film, but you're um, running a local group. IANS has local groups all over the country, which are uh, support groups for people who've had an NDE or OBE or a similar mystical experience that are uh, possibly confused or rattled or or even delighted by it and want to talk and share with share with others about what they saw. So. Um, how how do you find the local group is working out for people? I do think it's a wonderful experience, and we just had a, a meeting yesterday as well, and um, it was just a beautiful meeting. We I realized that um, I'm helping other people through this, and it just brings so much joy when I see people at the end of the meeting with a big smile and saying thank you so much. Uh, it just, that, that actually is the reward for all the, um, for all the, the, the efforts I'm, I'm putting into it to find a topic to, and I am very helped by, um, the maze as well. Uh, Robert and Susan, they just come and support me. So I think it is really a group with, where either the experiencer come, and yesterday uh, after the meeting, one of the experiencer, a very beautiful uh, older lady, and myself, we went for dinner. She wanted to go for dinner, and uh, and I spent the whole evening share listening to her story, and and she was so happy to be able to to spend a longer time than just two hours meeting with someone. So I felt um, the need there, but there were also some people yesterday. Uh, that never had an NDE, but are really, really looking into it because it, it's something that uh, have been on, on their mind for a while, or somebody in their family passed away, or 
So yesterday really was such a beautiful afternoon, and I do feel that it is very helpful for uh, for the participants uh, to bring encouragement, to bring really encouragement that uh, you don't have to live this lifetime uh, in fear or or in hurts or wounds or feel or full of anger uh, when you know that there is something really a place later on after this life which actually has so many wonderful beings and love and kindness awaiting. So uh, it, it helps them apprehend the future with more peace, actually, and try to live this life here with more love and and kindness and, and try to make a difference in this world. So to me, it's been working well so far. <laughs> so do you feel that when you experienced uh, energy and light and, and the love of Jesus and uh, angels in your NDE, do you feel that that energy and their personal guidance even continues to put you in the direction of um, doing things like the documentary and the meetings and, and so forth? Do you feel like um, the people that you're meeting have been sent there for, for a reason? For example, uh, I really do think that, Lee. I think um, the experience, the near death experience, is uh, wonderful in itself. It's uh, amazing. I would love to relive it every day. I do think as well uh, that we, if we are sent back, uh, it is also some of us uh, actually uh, have a mission to really bring it uh, along to others and to help others feel better. Uh, the, the love you receive in heaven is a healing love, is a uh, restoring love, is uh, in that unconditional eternal love, and that's what I felt when Jesus um, uh, merged my heart with His heart and showed me how much love He had for humanity and for all His babies, as He called it. And I feel that um, this uh, experience was given to me for also for myself, for restoring myself, because I was in a very sad place of my life, but also to to bring that along to others. And I, I do feel uh, that uh, that's a part of my, that's probably a big part of my mission. Many of the experiencers, when they come back from such a uh, uh, life-changing experience and, and magnificent experience, Many of them uh, and of us um, had the desire to do a difference in life, to give love, to give more, to to change many changes. Actually, professions from if the profession they are in doesn't allow them to uh, to to service humanity or others, they change uh, jobs and um, or they they find an outlet. Where they can they can actually give love or give, make a difference, encourage, uh, because they realize that uh, the human interaction is actually the most important part of our time here on Earth. We can have any kind of work, as important as it is here for this society. The most important is not the profession in itself; it's how you live it, how you interact with others, how much you give to others, and how much you love through what you do, and that's what I guess I try to do as well. Uh, I have a wonderful job in the IT world, which is 
uh, not a spiritual work, but and that's probably why I do look into um, work, helping IMs in uh, the, the monthly groups or doing the documentary as well. It's an outlet where I can really um, give what I have deep down in myself to others and, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully have them uh, in every difficulty, in difficulties they have today to go through their experience and also for family and friends uh, that are interested in, um, in knowing more about it. Right. Well, one of the interesting things I thought about your your NDE experience was the fact that um, you had a religious background. In fact, you'd even studied at a seminary in France, I believe. And so you had um, faith in Jesus, and yet you were very, you were brought very low. Um, I don't know if it was spiritually or physically or what. And it was that low point where you felt your life was almost over, even though you're quite young, that you, uh, that you then had your NDE and got re-energized. But, um, so religion, why do you think that religion by itself can, can leave people as, as empty as you felt at that point? It's a very good point, Lee. Uh, I did, I was very active in my church in Europe, um, and, uh, I've been, like you said, uh, I've been to Bible college and I was, uh, in seminary, and, and I could be a minister today. Uh, the, the reason I, I do think is that um, in, in, in Christianity, in church, and uh, there are in many, many beautiful people that actually are looking for meaning in their life, and they understand that uh, there is a creator and God, um, and, and there are many people that want to do their best they can to be to be that loving soul and and to give and and be compassionate towards others and I have experienced many beautiful people within the church and I I'll definitely not dismiss or belittle uh, the church because any area of life where somebody wants to to give and 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 give a message of love and of uh, giving and sharing I find it fabulous. Uh, what happened to me is actually, unfortunately, in those groups, you do have, we're all human beings, and uh, even though people are learning about, uh, in who, through the Bible, who God is, who Jesus is, what tremendous uh, loving soul Jesus was when he was on earth, and how many healing, and, and how he restored even women, who were accused of um, adultery, how he protected women, uh, how he actually, I think Jesus was one of the very first first uh, men on earth who actually uh, promoted women and helped them uh, get out of bondage where they were uh, so belittled by by men back then. And uh, I do think that. So, so there's a, a good message of hope. Uh, what happened today is that we are all human beings, and everyone understands at their level uh, a message, the message that's actually in the Bible. And unfortunately, not, uh, not everybody understands it in the sense of loving, giving, sharing, and humbling yourself and being a, a humble soul that will uh, remove your ego, ego and give around. And unfortunately, I had, had a few hurts by uh, by some 
a group within that church that were more controlling, manipulative, and judgmental, and it had hurt me quite a bit. So I had been a little bit disillusioned because I was thinking that everybody would be loving and giving and and being Christ-like, because if you say you're Christian, logically you're following Christ, example, and that to me would be the logical uh, uh, explanation of who you are, that not everybody understands it at that level, and that's how I would explain it. It's different when you have learned what the Bible says and and then follow some doctrinal teaching that you're taught on Sundays, and it's different to be... to be loved and 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 to manifest that on a daily basis in everything you do, and uh, and so that's what was my where I had come to. I had felt that there was a lot of hypocrisy in church. There uh, there are a lot of teaching, a lot of uh, money invested in buildings and in building youth group, in building activities for the kids, building uh, activities to go in. Uh, but I would. See side by side in church for 10, 15 years, very rich people going to church and a, a poor single mother struggling to pay her and um, her her monthly rent, and they had attend the same church for 10, 15 years, and it would just I just said something is wrong uh, in the love manifestation, and I think when I had that near that experience, and I finally experienced. What I was looking for, that love that Jesus gave and, and how he, how that merged with, he merged his heart with my heart. And when I, I finally understood that the love, the unconditional love is to love your, the other person, your, the, your neighbor, just the same way you love yourself in every way, in every aspect of life, not only in words and act and, and teaching, but hands-on and actively. And and I think oh. that's what led to my, you know, I had that emotional tiredness and plus my um, my relationship, uh, my relationship were, was not working either, were not working either, and uh, I had not had very good fortune with uh, with my, my romantic relationship, I would say, and... Uh, mm. Those two had led to be really tired uh, emotionally, and yes. uh, something that was not said in my interview when uh, in um, in DC was that in the same time at that same period of time, somebody pointed out and said, and that during that same period of time, I had arrhythmia, and I was followed for uh, that arrhythmia situation and. The cardiologist had given me some um, some medication for arrhythmia, and they were way too strong for me. And I think that that is actually the the trigger to my near death experience. That's what I um, I realized later on. Oh, very interesting, very interesting. Um, well, uh, in the in the few minutes that we have in the few minutes that we have left, Yvonne, uh, tell us uh, how far along the documentary is. Is it, is it finished or is it near completion? I um, I know you were trying to do some fundraising to uh, to complete it. Where where does all that stand? 
Uh, actually, yes, uh, we are in the process of doing a very wonderful documentary. We have interviewed uh, quite a few, about already 15 different experiencers. Mary Neal, Mary Neal uh, our, um, is one of our interviewees. She is actually, she has written a book, uh, Back to Heaven and Back, and she is a, a spine surgeon. She has had a near-death experience. We do have a few other experiences. It's a beautiful journey to listen to all those people and also the family that have actually experienced uh, secondhand what it feels to live with an Andy experiencer or what were, were the consequences and the benefits. So the journey is wonderful. We still have beautiful people to interview, and therefore we have started a... Uh, an Indiegogo campaign, uh, which can be found on, you can go on, the, the documentary will be titled Back from the Light. So you can go on our website, www.backfromthelight.com. We also have a Facebook page, Back from the Light, and uh, we do have that Indiegogo campaign if you go on Indiegogo.com, and Indiegogo is spelled I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O, Indiegogo.com, you will see our campaign, Back from the Light. We have a campaign where we would like to raise funds to be able to finish our documentary as, as fast as possible, to be able to bring more people to the documentary. We'd love to go to Europe to interview a neurologist who is actively um, searching for researching the, the ND experience. Uh, and actually, he he's, has done a phenomenal work. So we still have a few things to achieve. And it would be wonderful if anyone who listened to this uh, would be helping us, supporting us, it doesn't have to be much. Whatever they can do to help us uh, go and be able to to accomplish that mission, we do think it's going to make a difference. Uh, I have already seen right now people have been. I have just just by my uh, my YouTube video, uh, I have had so many emails uh, from experiencers around the world. I have a very kind one in Ivory Coast in Africa. And he he has contacted me. I've been doing some support work with him because he's he's isolated there. He doesn't know who to turn to. He has had a near-death experience that changed his life. He doesn't understand what happens to him. And I've been just working with him and a few others around the world. I do think that by doing that video and that documentary explaining the after effects, explaining what happened to them and how physically, physio physiologically, spiritually, and emotionally, and on the relationship side, it will help them think they're not turning insane, that actually it's a normal after effect what they are going through. And that's what we are trying to bring it around the world. We, are trying, we will try to distribute it to anyone so they can feel that they are not isolated. We will put on that film all the organizations that are available around the world so that anyone who watches it will be able to reach out to an organization locally. So we're thinking we're making a difference with this, and we are hoping people will be able to, to assist us as well and participate in this uh, campaign and help us with whatever they can afford. 
Thank you so much, Lib. So the, it's again the, the title of uh, the documentary is Back from the Light. Yes. You can find this online. I want to thank our guest, Yvonne Sneeden, for describing how she's been using that energy gift Jesus gave her during her 2008 NDE. What we do with our time following an NDE is really an important study in her new film, and I'm sure if, uh, if you find it possible to contribute to that, you will be helping her to, uh, to work on something that's really worthwhile. And if you'd like to listen again to this or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about the work of IANS, check out their website, iands.org. And tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.